1: Good evening, everybody. It's Thursday night. We've not done one of these for a while, uh, basically because they were getting boring. But we're back tonight with a look back at the Manager's Press Conference. This is Lester Till I Die TV. Thank you for joining us. It's time.
2: Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris
0: and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts.
1: Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host, All Right, Chris. All right, how they say the devil are we? Um, two. I can't believe I'm about to say this. Two games to go to the World Cup. Weird, 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 weird. Shouldn't be happening, but it is. It is what it is. Um, got Manchester City. No, we haven't. We've had Manchester City and we did all right against them. We've got Everton at the weekend away and then we've got um, West Ham at home. Now, no disrespect to Everton and I've just been on an Everton podcast and this is the game we should be winning. Um, And do you know what? They will be feeling the same. So it's going to be very interesting uh, how this one turns out. Please do what it says there and subscribe um because if you don't then well i'm gonna have to send my little friend round mini me uh to sort you out 1500 uh, subs was my target by the world cup uh i was getting close then it we went down a few uh it's gone back up i think i need one or two please if you are new subscribe we'll love you forever spencer's in the house good evening spencer how the devil are you sir Um, Evening Chris, my son and myself Are going to Everton on Saturday Have a safe journey sir Drive very carefully, I hope it's worth the journey I do as well It is not a short journey It's going to be a long one coming back At some unearthly hour at night uh, with all the fireworks going off, if it's not. And talking of Everton, James is in. Good evening, James. As always, a pleasure to have you, especially on this day because you're an Everton fan. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts, James? What are your thoughts? I mean, like I say, I've just been on uh, uh, across the park podcast, a big Everton uh, podcast, and they're feeling as confident as we are. So. This could be this could be like five five or nil nil. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, please do what he says. There, hit the likes and subscribe. Now, let me get my co-host in. A man who is 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 obviously trying to emulate his hero Craig by being late, but I'm glad he's in. <laughs> Brad, good evening, sir. Good evening,
3: sir. Yeah, uh, technology is not my friend today. It is. It's not it's- gone well with me and technology or anything for that matter. <laughs> um,
1: and you've got another show coming up later, so good luck with that. Um, yeah, yeah. have you seen the pot? Par- have you seen the press conference?
3: I'll be honest with you, I put it on as a little bit of background whilst I was editing and I got the gist of what was being
1: asked, but I, I haven't seen it properly, so it'll no. be a better second chance is always welcome. I was gonna say funny you should mention that because we have it here, so um and James has just quickly said before we do that, I agree with your comment there saying it's a game both sides should be winning. I'm fairly confident, especially the fact that Goodison Park on Saturday. Goodison Park under the lights. It's going to be tough, Brad. You know, it's going to be a great atmosphere. Um, the, the, the guy earlier, Ian, uh, the, Liverpool, uh, the Liverpool fan, ugh, the Everton fan said, um, you know, he fancies sort of scoring early against Leicester. I said, "Well, stick an own goal in; that's going to be your best chance," as you always say. But I think if we score an early an early goal, it might just get the uh, the Goodison faithful a bit jittery. Yeah, um, I'm just going to apologise in
3: advance to James because I'm going to say some very mean things about his manager. If he's not caught out on the prediction show, those that have will know my opinions of Lampard. So I'm just going to apologise. Um, I won't get onto that just yet, though. It's, I mean, it's going to be a difficult. Oh, apparently I am. Yeah. <laughs> there go. Well, there you fall. Go um, it. <laughs> question to you, James. What's the difference between Everton in, I believe, could be wrong, when you were struggling? When you were struggling in the, the early 2000s sort of era, before David Moyes kept you afloat? What's the difference between that team and the manager and his tactics and the way he does things now? Because I just don't rate Frank Lampard. And it's not just Lampard. It's a perspective on these managers that get offered the big-time jobs because they were a legend in the game. I've never been a fan of it. But for me, the difference between Everton now and back then, it, it, they've gone back in time because they're now suddenly a team that are cheering, winning one in three, going, oh, Everton have moved up to 14th. No, Everton should be like us, and we're disappointed where we are. You know, it's out of... It, it's be well, it is, it is. But in terms of one-off, you would say right now, if we could propel ourselves up, will start to look even better but Everton are cheering the fact that they're moving up to like the 14th 13th spot Everton should be with Brighton should be with Leicester they should be with West Ham the it be in with <laughs> <Leicester>. <laughs> well no but I mean isn't, we should be challenging for that top seven yes. that was that was the forte that was laid wasn't it that was how it all looked it was going to go and I know we're you know I know we're struggling and what one to talk popcorn and kettle sort of thing but it's it's more just what's the difference between him and Ollie what's the difference between him and Gerard popcorn and what <laughs> popcorn and kettle because I'm saying about his
1: manager being a bit useless I think and you listen. just made that one no no I get the gist but I've never heard popcorn and kettle I've heard kettle pop black no I,
3: I, it's I've just heard that as an
1: expression. I don't know popcorn kettle. You know know what I meant. I love you, Brad. I love you. I really do. Uh, Terry's in. Um, He said, sorry I'm late. Fell asleep partway through Rogers' press conference. Go and get yourself a brew, mate, because you might fall asleep again now, because we're going to have a look at it again. Um... (laughs) Indeed, David. Popcorn in the kettle. But, hey, no, popcorn. We all like a bit of popcorn. Let's not. Uh, let's not. Oh there. Oh, right? oh, oh. oh, I'm not feeling that. I'm You're not. No, that's another. That, that's another one to add to the uh the Brad classic comments. Right, it's oh, only no. a short one. Um, I'm sorry, but you know it's. You, well, it, it might be a good thing with the way they've been recently, haven't they? So. Well, this is true. Yeah. This is very true. But here we go, and we'll watch the whole thing, and then we'll go through the main points afterwards.
0: Here we here we go. Recent years, it always feels like quite a close game in times. Particularly good at Sun Park. Mm. Why? Why do you think that is? Hang on,
1: let me take top place to to go. Beginning. You were saying about technology, Brad. Here we go. What is what is up?
0: Pretty happy with the with the defensive form. What's changed? In the last few weeks, between now and beginning
2: of the season, no, I, I just think it's it's been a process. From even in the games that we were losing, we, we were actually playing well uh, in a lot of those games, but uh, but somehow we, we managed to to throw games away and throw points away. Um, so uh, so it was really just been the case of analyzing, working even harder on the training field in certain aspects of our game clarifying roles within the organisation and, uh, and running and working harder. So, um, so, yeah, so a mixture of everything, but it, it's all a part of the process whenever you, whenever you win or lose a game to analyse and, and always look to be better on the training field to take into the games.
0: How important has <coughs> Jory Tielemann's return to fitness and form been to Leicester and how difficult, is it gonna be in January to keep hold of him, if in fact the club decides
2: him? In terms of fitness, he's been okay, hasn't he? I think he's he's, he's playing a lot of the games. Um yeah, he's he's been a fantastic professional for us. And even though he's in the situation with his contract, it's he's never wavered from from his mentality and, and what he gives to the team. So uh you know, Yuri provides the team with uh, with the great know-how in the game. Um Wonderful player to work with, and uh, and like I said, we uh, we would, I will just continue to work and develop his game uh, whilst he's here, and however long that is, I'd love him to sign another deal and uh, and continue his journey here at Leicester City. But we'll see in the coming months.
0: And finally, obviously, that we're getting closer to the World Cup, as we said earlier. Mm. Uh, James Madison, James Justin, Harvey Barnes—all kind of in and around the squad. Um, how optimistic and hopefully you that they will you know, be in that final 26-player
2: squad. Well, I think it's just the case of doing whatever they can uh, for Leicester City, playing to the highest level possible. And then, of course, then that uh, will be up to Gareth and his, and his staff to to pick the squad. So, I think for all the players, it's, uh, it's just getting to this period now where they want to be playing their best football, stay fit and available, and then see... Uh, See whether they they can make the squad or not. Mm -hmm. Cheers. Hi, yeah.
1: Um, Just going on what Anton said in terms of the defensive improvement, how much of a factor has your new set piece coach been in that and what's he brought to the squad and and the setup?
2: Well, in terms of the set pieces, I think that uh, Lars has made a great impact. I think in terms of the defensive. Uh, set up from that, um, we've we've looked strong and solid and and aggressive when we've when we've defended in in that way. And that was the that was the improvement we needed to make. Um, so so that's that's important and that's something that um, we identified in in the summer. And I spoke many hours to him on that. And obviously his work since he's come in has has been excellent. Uh, the defensive work within the, the overall structure of the team uh, is based around our, our work with the coaches and, and us all together on the field, uh, just analysing the details around it. And of course, we, uh, you know, a number of our goals was based around transition and, and just being a, more open. So we've been able to close the pitch much better um, whilst retaining uh, our idea to to attack the games. So, um the players have felt much more comfortable with that, and uh, and it will been working really well. So we hope it continues.
0: How pleased are you as well
1: with Danny Ward, who's in the last few weeks really growing into that role of your number one goalkeeper, isn't
2: he? Yeah, it was always going to take time. You know, Casper, uh, you know, someone, a player with a great status here and uh, a legendary status, done amazing for the club, and that was always going to take time that adjustment. From when he left to to Danny coming in, and of course with the start that we've had, but he's certainly embracing that and now he's starting to relax that a little bit more as well. Uh, and I think he's he'll only get better. But um, but he, along with their overall defending, as as a collective, has has been much stronger.
1: And in terms of Everton, they play very obviously very different to how Manchester City will play. It's a different mm. sort of challenge
0: for you in the squad, isn't
2: it? Yeah, Manchester City's a unique challenge the best team with the ball in world football and the position add to that the the immense talent that they have sometimes you have to concede where we would like to normally deny space higher up the field it was the case of denying space in that little bit lower and I think you've seen from our defensive performance you can still be set up in that structure and not defend well but we limited Manchester City and uh, and obviously by the end we felt we maybe could have had something Um but our next three games will go back to how we would normally work and and play, which is really look to to be on the ball, to attack the game, to be bold, uh, and then always look to uh, defend well when we haven't got the ball. So, um, so with Everton, like I say, they've made a number of new signings. Frank has freshened up the the team, been able to do that. Brought on some good signings and some experienced players from the. From the Premier League, and uh, yeah, they look uh, they they look a, a good team and, and a threat. So, so we're, we're going to have to be at our best to get a result. Brilliant, I'll leave it there. Thank you, man.
1: Thank
2: you. Hi, Brendan. Hope you're okay. Hiya on. Um
0: How is Johnny Evans ahead of the game this weekend? Because I know you said you were, you were assessing him before the game last weekend. Is he looking okay for, for this Saturday?
2: Again, we'll decide on that. Um, tomorrow whether he's going to be ready to to have an impact or whether it's going to be tuesday so um been a little bit slower than what we would have hoped uh, but he was out training with the squad today so we just need to evaluate the risk on that um and then take it from there um
0: a- another player yeah. who's been injured for a while now is ricardo i saw him uh, in and around the tunnel uh, over the weekend and mm-hmm. he seemed to be moving okay walking how's his recovery going
2: yeah he's doing very well um Target time for him is going to be around about January, turning into the new year. But he's working very hard. He's, I think, mentally he's in, in a really good place. He's had a tough, tough time over these last couple of years with with longer term injuries. But uh, but he's coping very well. He's working very hard and uh, still well on schedule for coming back for the second part of the season.
0: Um, you were asked already, <coughs> um, about the being in the bottom three. Uh, come the end of this sort of segment of the season before the World Cup, you said it would, it's still pretty early. Is there no psychological impact or any impact of any any kind for you if, if you do happen to be in there when the World Cup rolls around? Because it feels like a big stretch of time before you get the chance to kind of move yourself out of it again. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And listen, there can be. Um, and of course, if you have to sit and look at the table for six weeks, then of course... Uh, it could play on your mind, but uh, but our idea is to ensure that we're not there, and uh, and continually grow on with the the form that we've picked up over this last uh, period. So um, so that, that that will be the plan. How are you preparing for
0: that break at, at the moment? Because there'll be some some of your players will be going away mm. to the World Cup, um, and I wonder whether it. it Poses a little bit of imp- more importance on the on the fixtures that, that you have between now and then to make sure that you are going into that break in the best possible form. And I wonder how you're preparing for it as well.
2: Yeah, ideally, I think the, the this next ten days or so we get three games, so um, we, we want to to finish the best that we can before the World Cup. Then, of course, throughout that period, will be uh, there'll be a mixture of having a, a slight break. For the players but then we'll be in a warm weather training camp and uh, we'll have games organised to play so that come Newcastle United will be firing and ready to go for that first game so uh, so a lot of work uh, will take place over the, the course of that period and uh, like I said before that we're, we really want to finish the best that we can before the break.
0: Looking at Everton this weekend, <clears> um... When you're looking at the results between Leicester and Everton over recent years, it always feels like quite a close game in times, particularly at Goodison Park. Mm. Why, why do you think that is?
2: It's a tough place to go. But we've been in good positions there. We were 1-0 up and then 2-0 up in a cup game and then managed to draw. So it, it's it's always been a totally difficult place to go, Goodison Park. And uh, I'm pretty sure it'll be exactly the same uh, come Saturday. So... Um, But no, our idea is to go in, you know, you've got to defend well, you've got to be strong, and then you've got to play your football. And that's important for us. And uh, if we can do that, then we'll be having a great chance of getting a result. Start with Chris.
0: Add a dash of sport, squeeze in some music, then shake, don't stir. And you've got the ultimate blend, LTID Radio.
1: And you can find us on mixcloud.com forward slash LTID Radio. Um, I always wonder how long these conferences go on for, but they managed to edit it down to sort of well, edit. They seem to just take, put out the first few questions, whether they're prepped or not. Um, first question turned a corner. Uh, I think we have with the defense and, and the, the set piece coach. I wrote a bit for the BBC uh website on Tuesday and saying don't know who he is, but double his wages and lock him in a room somewhere. Well, I mean. Hopefully you don't need to be that
3: drastic, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> but it, I mean, vocal. yeah, it, it's stark contrast, isn't it? Really, and you know, you could forgive the first the first day he turned up because apparently we, a, a lot of fans wanted miracles. I mean, not just our fans with players, but other fans have said Danny Ward's the worst goalkeeper ever. You know, other people have been taking the piss out of us for for, for Danny Ward. And Marty was the worst defender ever. Play him in his actual right side and he can do a job with a leader next to him like Walfers or Evans. He can do a job. So that but you know was really funny. And I, it actually infuriated me at the time. He was sat in the chair for the Spurs game, wasn't he? We lost 6-2 and somewhat some cocky mm. Arsenal fan went the most pointless man in football. Well, I, I guess maybe along with the others that tweeted him, retweet him as well. I, I reckon he's gone quiet on that front. Because it can't be a coincidence that you bring in a defence, a set piece coach, that's clearly had an effect on the defence. Because that you know they've kept three clean sheets in you know in in their in in their last well no four clean sheets in the last like what five games yeah and it was Boris all right we conceded two against Bournemouth but we conceded three goals in five games. So he's clearly had the desired effect. And Brendan, to be fair to him, has made no secrets that that's desperately what they were wanting to get in this season to try and sort out for for this one. It's why we went through the procedures and the malarkey to get him and why he couldn't come quick enough in the end. So, yeah, all credit credit, credit to Brendan. He's the one that gets the picky stuff he wants to bring in. He saw the crisis. Maybe he didn't want to fix it tactically. But in terms of recruitment, for his team,
1: he's done the business again. It seems because we, yeah, I mean, we don't like you say whether it was Brendan or or, or higher up the, uh, the, the the list. We we'll, we'll probably never know hundred percent, but yeah, I mean, you know, he it's oh, somebody yeah. he has got to work with, so he's got to agree to it and, and okay it. I'm sure, but yes, yeah. I mean, Manchester City is 35 goals they've scored this season. They've scored more goals, nine more goals than, than anybody else, which I think is Arsenal. Uh, And we restricted them to long shots and an amazing free kick. And I think if you'd had Danny Ward, Kasper Schmeichel, Peter Shulton and Gordon Banks in the goal, that would have gone in. Um, But we conceded nine goal, nine corners or 10 corners. I think it was against Manchester city in the previous game. We conceded nine, we conceded 19 in two games, not a goal, not a goal amongst it. Now, how far back do we have to go? Sixteen, go- nineteen corners in two games. That'd have been five goals a game at least, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would have
3: passed, passed. Gone. I mean, we saw it ironically before the defensive coach actually had a chance to do a training session. Although, you know, like I said, some fans that weren't good enough, he should have been psychic and given them things. But yeah. hey ho, um, you know, we conceded two in that game, and then since then, like you said not just 19 corners have probably conceded three or four or five, like you said, but I hope you, honestly, someone might correct me in the comments, I don't even remember a chance coming from them. You know, it's not like they've been heading him and Danny Ward's had to make a safety, right? He's been cleared or he's been calmly collecting the ball and that's the biggest difference. It's not scrappy anymore. I don't watch a corner like a penalty through my fingertips going, on am just going, I watch it going, go on Danny, you've got this, or if someone's got this, is he, you know, I'm more relaxed and and, and you can see it throughout. And and it's weird. You don't think it would affect you as a fan. But as I think as a fan now, we're less nervous at games because we don't fear going ahead early and thinking, oh, we're going to sit back for 80-odd minutes. We don't fear the ball taking a deflection and going out for a corner. We we actually go, all right, it's a corner. We can deal with this. No, we can. And it's weird, isn't it?
1: A goalkeeper wants to come off his line and claim the ball. You know, <laughs> who yeah. would have thought we'd have ever had w- one of those? Um, a good point there. Faze. I mean, he's settled in well. He's been put on the left-hand side to accommodate a Marty. I mean, I, I would love to see more than just a few questions that they seem to put up because surely somebody must have asked about Soyuncu because he had a good game against Manchester City. Um, he's there. He's done a job when asked to. Um, he you know, he's come on, he's played well, he hasn't done a um, for and refused to play. You know, he's he's, he's that we know of. Um, I, I'd, I'd love to see him back,
3: yeah. I'm sure you, I'm sure a lot of people would. I wouldn't mind seeing him play, he's one of them players he's like Daniel Marty. I don't mind if they play when the head's right, of course, we're so much more than a Marty, but when the head's right, like he showed against Man City. I don't mind if he gets picked. And that's good to say because I think even the even the journalists know clearly the starting centre-back parent if he's given the choice, is Evans and Faze. I don't know, maybe, maybe Evans dragging, injury dragging out, it might now be a Martin Faze. But, traditionally, you'd say if they're all fully fit and available, then that's his go-to. I, I'm not bothered if you've got a Martin Sontu as backup and they have to come in now, looking at that, yeah. because... Unless both of them get cropped and go with Faze and Evans, we're always going to have some form of a leader out there, and I just feel comfortable knowing if it's Sohntu, if it's a Marty. Uh, and you know what? We've, I I don't know if you're going to touch on the, the discussion about Evans's injury or not. Yeah. Are you? You are. All yeah. right, uh, yeah. then I'll I'll save that for them. But you know he he does well. I would give him. Time to, to have a
1: couple of games in in this well, period. Let, let, let's touch on Evans now because it, it, it flows yeah. it flows nicer into that. Um, is that Evans? If we're looking now, you know, forgot it. How long does it take him to get over this? You know, minor. In fairness, minor injury and that's no no disrespect and no criticism it's his age it's a, it's a it's a fact i cut my finger now at 60 odd it takes a hell of a lot longer to heal than it was when i was 17 18 so if we're not going to play soyunchu we have to get somebody else in as cover yeah because Vestergaard's not going to go anywhere near this team from what what we've seen um, so why not use what you know why not use Soyuncu? You know he's used yeah. Pratt. He's used all the. You know these are the players that he's given another chance to. Yeah, I just I, I've always been the advocate that the, the,
3: the, the whole Soyuncu situation. Um, it, there's been no smoke without fire. When he had them, he's had turned with the transfer rumours. I don't think that helped him. I think that's why Leicester were willing and trying to sell him this, in, in the this summer winter. I don't think that was actually more of a fun thing. I think that was more of a player. If he's got his, head, he had his head up his ass or wherever it was in the clouds, whatever. It wasn't fully focused on the job in hand. Um, because I was in agreement, sort in the background, with a lot of you saying there's no reason on paper why he shouldn't start over a Marty, but clearly, through mm. that issue, is why a Marty's now third choice. I'd say he's the instant go-to substitute, and so I choose the second choice substitute in that situation. Um. Maybe like Pratt and Samore, eh? he's now come round to the idea of going, you know what, now I'm going to get my head down and I'm going to focus. I'm sorry about what's going on. My head's focused at Leicester. Bang, training performance comes in. That's the alternative. That's what Brendan's waiting and wanting to see. And now he's got a delightful headache because you've got a Tuesday night game. You've got this game. You've got Evans mm. maybe resting, maybe play. may not. We'll, we'll find out. O- only, Only time will tell. But You've maybe got a potential chance here for Solunche and that to get some game times, and Brendan can rest Amati and Faz, give them a break, give them a night off, so they can be fresh for with West Ham upwards. It'd be really interesting if that's the attitude and changes come back to. I'm happy to see Solunche back in that lineup.
1: Turkey aren't in the um,
3: World Cup, are they? No, and he might that might be a blessing in disguise for him because what happened
1: the last one went to that really exactly. Exactly. Talking of Evans as we were, it's been slower than we would have hoped. But again, you're gonna look at it and think, Well, you know, he's he's getting on a bit now. Same with Vardy, Mm. they're not gonna get a knock and be out for one game, you know. And this is is why I say, we, we need this cover. Yeah, we do, and thankfully, we've
3: and you could regard it with Vardy as well, and I'll say this quite confidently with, with, with Vardy, with their age, you know, we're not in a position where we're desperate for them back. Hmm. And, and what I mean by that is, yes, we want them back, we want them to play when they're available because we know what they're capable of, but with fast Marty, and now it seems Sanchu back on the manager's good side and back in the good box, he's, you've got variable choices to put in Evans' position. And it's the same with Vardy now. You've got Dakar, you've got Nacho. We know what they're capable of. Yeah. Whether Brendan plays to up front is a different story for that matter. But you see my point. We're not in that much of a desperate. We could actually probably go to Everton, judge mm. the match situation. Let's say we're 3-0 out of sight. You could take Soyuncu off if he starts him or fast off and give him a break or whatever. And you can chuck Evans on and give him 15 minutes. And then you can play him for 45, 60 minutes in the Newport game.
1: Yeah. You know, you yes. can
3: ease him back in, and that's the brilliance of having four defenders firing on all cylinders, is it's competition places.
1: Terry, as you can see there, not a fan of Evans. And he's there with Craig, because Craig is the same mindset as Terry on this. Is it just me? Because I there's a very thin line for me between uh coins will aside to and I, I'm not disrespecting your opinion, Terry. Like I say, you're in you're in total agreement with, with Craig on, on, on Evans, but you've got you've got two sort of defenders. You've got FaZe, who looks sees the ball coming, quickly assesses the situation, and boots it into Rose yeah. And then you've got Evans, who rather than just boot it away, he has a bit more time on the ball. But he looks at what he can do. And rather than just maybe boot it upfield and we lose it and it comes straight back at us, he maybe does play it to the side. And I was watching Real Madrid last night. And this is Real Madrid play Celtic. I was doing a watch along with Doug. And obviously we Real Madrid won 5-1. And do you know how many times Real Madrid passed the ball side to side? A hell of a lot. I don't know the yeah. exact number, obviously, but a hell of a lot. Because what they were doing, they were holding the ball, thinking, like, right, what can we do with this? Because they knew, I mean, Celtic were absolutely disgraceful at the back. I'm not going to be honest. Reminded me, it was like, you know you say it's like watching Brazil. It was like watching Leicester. I mean, they were absolutely all over the place at the back. But what Real Madrid were doing, were passing it around, waiting for the right moment, and then, boom, they they played a great ball through, and well, you know, got a couple of penalties and three goals. But I just think, like I say, Evans is using that little bit more um, nous, maybe. And don't get me wrong, there's room for both types of players because I love the fact that Faze just boots it into Rose Ed doesn't give a shit, I'm getting rid of the ball. But there's also a place for an Evans-type player.
3: Yeah, of course there is. And without giving anything away, because you know my show tonight, that I'm doing defenders, and he may come up in that, we don't know. Uh, for those that are not wanting any spoilers if they're going to tune in, Evans has got a lot of honours and a lot of Premier League experience. And he is a leader. Now, the thing is, it is kind of passive-aggressive with Evans and Faze because whilst Faze throws his body on the line, goes crunching in, perfect slide tackles, and, and drives forward, Evans is that steady Eddie he's always been steady and the but and the thing is it doesn't matter if your leaders like this is sparta phase going in for the going after blood or if it's preserve retreat take the pressure be the anchor like like evans does a leader has the same quality they look calm on the ball they're not rushing it they're not rushing what they're doing they'll do things with purpose and if they need to be patient and they've got time to look around I've seen Evans ping a 40-yard pass right onto the left, onto the right toe of Castagne. It's been that inch mm-hmm. perfect. And he's done it without looking like he's even trying. There is different types of leaders. That's one we're going to need to replace. That's, let's remember that. We're going to miss it when it's gone, because the only next leader out of our defence, you would say, is Faze. And he's only got 23. Yeah. We're still going to need that experienced head. So let's make but the most of me.
1: Evans can't could really do what FaZe does because he's more prone to injury because of his age. So he can't go in for yeah, those. He's footballing brain, as it's called. Yeah. And Terry, I agree a thousand percent with you. You know my thoughts on playing out from the back. I don't like it at all. No, I... It's risky. But you could say booting the ball upfield, which I prefer. I'd sooner lose the ball up that end of the field than, than down our end of the field. Um, we got yeah. caught out a hell of a lot but there were three, four or five defenders. You know, we've not just got Johnny Evans there being the only person that's doing it, you know, mm. and I don't know whether you can say Johnny Evans lost all of them. You might be able to do, but, um, you know, there's a, there's a thin line, Terry, I've got to say, between pontificating and reading the game. Um, and if you can't have two Phase playing for you, you know. Can you, yeah, if you yeah. had Fafana and Phase together, it wouldn't work a bit like Dakar and Vardy. Because if you've both got both of them bolting upfield to try and, uh, try and create something, who's at the back if they lose it?
3: Yeah, yeah. And you know. and, and I had a point, you know, I was going raise, to raise the point when you said it, and it's gone from Ed. What was I going to say? That's going to bug me. Fafana, Phase. Evan no, no,
1: it was, it was it something, will, oh, it It will come dumb. to you, <laughs> mention it when you, when it comes back to you, but no, to me. I, no, that, I, guess, I remember,
3: I remember it, it's come gone. back. Go Sorry, on. I was going to say, the thing is, right, and I'm with you on, so I just wanted to touch again on the, um, going back to sort of a little ploy towards the defensive coach, or you know, a little bit, and, and maybe Brendan as well. Mm. But we're talking about playing it out to the back. Now I'm with you. I don't like it, it still makes me go a bit nervy when we've got yeah. it. Yeah, but yeah. we what well, again, and again, this is why I go said it was sort of towards a set piece peace codes in the way. This point is you've got to remember in them games when we were losing it, we would we were doing the definition of insanity, we were trying the same thing and expecting a different outcome, and that was trying to pass our way out of trouble. Mm. Now we can pass our way around. The opposition's box, we do that with skill and flair. Let's be honest, we do. When we score some goals this season, it's been lovely, one touch, a magnifico, as the Italians would say. Mm -hmm. It has. But in our own box, we cannot do it. It looks like like someone's thrown up on a painting. It's horrible. But we kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And it hasn't been until these last four or five games where we've actually mixed it up. We've cleared it long if there's been a bit of pressure on us. Because they're thing, and then and then we've had we've made teams look at us in two ways. It goes, are they going to pass it around? Oh, what if Barney? What if Dakar? What if Madison's on the break? They're going to make mm-hmm. a run. Is he going to play it long? Oh, what And we, that's what we weren't doing. We, I said it enough times, tongue in cheek, but we were so obvious with every aspect of our game, and that has changed a little bit. So you have to, again, credit the change to why the mistakes were being made in them in in the first place, yeah. and that's yeah. why Evans. I can understand people's frustration saying he's too slow. He gets caught out. That's because you can't have a 35 year old defender in there when you're trying to pass your way out of danger. You need someone who's going to be there for, uh reset, please, Mr. Evans. Yep, yeah, no worries. I've got the reset. Where are we going? Yeah. And he does yeah. what he does. You know what I mean?
1: Spencer says the set piece coach is Danish. He isn't American. He's the coach of the American national side, or oh, is the set piece coach of the American national yeah. side, which is why we say American. He's off to the World Cup with America. So that, but yeah, you're quite right, Spencer. He is. He is Danish, but as long as he brings the bacon home, that's all we can hope. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, uh, that's you that's, know, that's such that's a not... patriot times, ain't ya? <laughs> that's not a lie. I'm not telling porkies. It um, <laughs> gets worse. James, I'm not keen on playing out from the back either. I don't think anybody is, but when you look yeah, at... Yeah, but it, if, if Everton
3: keep it up, please. <laughs> if Everton can keep want, it right? around with it, oh, I'm oh, saying, yeah, yeah but Everton can stick to pissing around with it at the back. We yeah. might make a
1: goal. But when you're looking at Real Madrid, and they yeah. I could say they did they demolish celtic uh they were a bit lucky with the second penalty, they were lucky that Celtic missed theirs, but when you're looking at a club as good as Real Madrid, almost cocking it up at the back as well with passing it around, and they mm-hmm. they did a couple of times they're like, oh, you know, if Celtic had been you know maybe a better team, it might it might have cost Real Madrid, but they stuck to it, and I don't like it. I'm, I'm with Terry. I just do not like it at all. Uh, but yeah. if we're going to do it, I'd sooner. I just wonder how many times it, it was Evans that, that, that that cost us um, this, this um, talking of, um, of, of Lars, whatever he's called, um, he said in terms of set pieces, Lars has made a great impact. We've looked strong and solid and aggressive. That was the improvement we needed to make. That's important. His work has been excellent. The defensive work within the structure of the team—it's analysing the details around it. A number of our goals were about transition and being we able to close the pitch. The players feel more comfortable. I mean, like I said, I said on the BBC, and maybe I was a bit over the top. Double his wages, lock the door, throw away the key. Don't let him. Don't let him go anywhere because. And I know have we've, we've touched on it, but while we're talking defensively. They' look more confident um and it's not just you know like like Terry said earlier, what the hell's happened to uh coca-cola torre um, he, uh, <laughs> I just I mean this guy I know it's set piece, but it was the set pieces that were our down for weren't they yeah see the thing is set pieces and defensive
3: coaches they actually work together uh more times than not they don't always work together, but you can only imagine. They would have had to have worked together because a set piece coach can't fathom how better to organise and help with defence. You know, no. Colo, no. Kolo, one of them. I, uh, was it Jim Robinson that was very close to O'Neill? Is John, it just Robinson. A John, John Robinson. John Robinson. Apologies. Apologies. Jim, you know, Jim's really, brother. Yeah, they always tend. To, <laughs> they always tend to have somebody that they like to have by their side mm. for their experience, and yeah. I think with the greatest respect, the step up from Celtic to Leicester, you know, sorry, sorry, Celtic reserves to Leicester. <laughs> uh, in terms of quality, it, not just in the division they play, but in the ability to play European football because they actually win games in Europe unlike Celtic, more than for Sutton. Uh, you know, and the quality of player that they have. I mean, mm. we signed a striker for Salzburg and dodged the Celtic bullock. And I think he, that Edwards scored about four goals for the Palace. Anyway, moving on, um, I think sometimes Colo can manage that sort of level when he needs that help and Brendan needs that help because he's not an expert in every aspect of his managerial career. No manager, no matter right. how much he me. Not even Pep, because he won't
1: do it at Stoke and prove us wrong. Prove us yeah. right, shall I say. That. Even you look know at I mean? it and you've got, you know, Clough and uh, Taylor. Yeah. Martin O'Neill, like you said, John Robertson, Nigel Pearson um, and Craig Shakespeare. And when they when they split up, up, they're not on the fairness. I'm not a, a Tory fan, but you've got to look like you say what they bring as a package. Yeah, and again, if you if you're using a player like that, maybe
3: you know we don't know what Colo's been doing there. We we only assume what his job is, and maybe all this coach has done is gone right. The way you're going to get that to work with these, with with the, the way you want to, is you need to train them to do exactly what you're doing. But he might have just tweaked something. He might have said, right, instead of having them sat that close to each other, sit through. T- t- trust me, you're getting better out of these players if they sit two more yards in front. And it's mm. still Colo's work, but he's just tweaked things. And, and you work as a team. You cannot run a successful yeah. club. And you cannot run a successful business without the right staff there. And you were always hiring and firing and looking for of areas of improvement. And that was an area that we've needed improvement for two years. And, and folk, we've finally done it.
1: Yeah, I mean, fair, fair play to, to Brendan. You know, you don't always want to admit your failings. Um, none nobody does. And you know, it's he, taken him a while, but he's brought him in. And look, you know, the facts speak for themselves, you know, since he's been here. What have the results been? You know, and you yeah. can say, well, it was only Leeds, it was only Wolves, it was only Forest. Tell that to Liverpool because, you know what I mean? So let, let's let's be grateful. Let's be grateful for him and long may he stay here. Oh, uh, uh, Chris, I've got, got some news for you, mate.
3: Manchester United beat Real Sociedad 1-0 but fail to top Europa League group and face and face playoff. I can't see the rest of my headlines, but Man United, oh. it's not gone well for you, uh, despite oh. winning. I
1: mean, I've mean, i just
3: seen my Sky Sports notifications.
1: Are, are, we, are we looking at... I mean, Rangers are now officially the worst team ever in the Champions League. Uh, they, they, they took the record off us for having the biggest defeat by a British team because we lost 5-0 to Porto. They lost 7-1 to Liverpool. Um They finished bottom with no points, which is why they're the worst team. Celtic finished bottom with two... Sorry, Celtic Reserves finished bottom with two points. Um, I mean, Scotland, you know, (laughs) I I agree with them being there because I I think even if you're the champion of Andorra, you should be in the Champions League. But, you know, they're not not the teams that, that they think they are, are they? No, they're not, and I—I'd
3: now like to. I don't know this. I'm genuinely asking because it just feels like it. I'm probably wrong. I'm probably miles wrong, but I feel like that since since Alex Ferguson retired, have Manchester United been in more Europa Leagues than they have Champions Leagues? So and I'm talking including starting in Champions League and dropping down. So that would be what I'm not saying when they started the season. I'm talking have they played more. Have they been involved in the Euro- Europa League more than the Champions League? If James or someone's in there that might know it, it's a Stato. I know there's some wild Statos in there. Anyone wants to look. But since Ferguson's retired, like I said, whether they're starting in a Champions League drop down, one each, someone find that out me, because I'm genuinely intrigued because that's another failure in Europe for them. And, and I not overall, because they might still want to win the tournament, I don't know. but... That's a failure in terms of where Man United hold their standards of what competition they want to be playing isn't it, Chris? Yeah, live this yeah. press conference
1: a bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm I just looking here. Man United, because um, of course, they finished second or third. They must have changed the rules because they finished second and they're in the playoffs. Because last season we I, don't know, I don't know I don't know
3: where they are in the group I, do, I literally yeah. was just a sports headlines. No, I'm
1: just I'm just here, they are definitely in the playoffs because they could face Ajax, Bayer Leverkusen, Barcelona, Sporting, Salzburg, de Donetsk, Sevilla, or Juventus. Um, Jeez, that's, that, but, look at the standard of clubs that are there. Yes, yeah, but we'll see. Anyway, that 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 is my night or as, as the guy at the BBC insists on calling in, Telemons. There's no O in it. It's not Mons, okay? It's um, not Brendan Oliver. Yeah. He's a fantastic professional, and he's still giving those little clips, is Brendan. Um, you know, I will continue to work with him while he's here. We'll see in a couple of months. <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh, this is going to be the longest Mills and Boone story in the world. Um, But... When you're going to think if we sell him in January? and I saw a piece in one of the papers that we're not going to sell him in January, and they will go for nothing in the uh, in the summer. We'd only probably get £25, 26 million for him. What would we lose yeah. if we if we got relegated? And he could be the difference between eighteenth and fifteenth or something. It could be.
3: Uh, you could argue that whilst it would have been as with much flair, Dennis Pratt would very much do well in that position. Mm. Um, more use out of Samari and he coming back. You know, you could argue that we could push Samari up and have him in that role. It'd be more defensive, mind, but you might just swap Dewsbury Hall and give him that role and uh, you wouldn't know. Look, he's got to that point now. I think both have past the point. Um, he might still do... A um, Mbappe, you know, and signing mm. a new deal at the end of the season. I know, I know that's different because he now pretty much is killing PSG Mbappe, um, for how much he's on a, a bloody week or an hour, mm. let alone a week. But yeah, um, um you know, what I mean, it's still not out of the realms yeah. of possibility, it could happen. But for 25 million for what he's worth, you know, if we lose him for free, but he gives us everything for the 38, 40 games or whatever it is we played this season, then and he goes with uh, a little bit of grace. Because I can take that. I can take someone who leaves, but leaves with effort.
1: Yeah, like I say, if if he... It, yeah, I do. I just think as much... I mean, I, I wanted him dropped earlier in the season. That was purely because he was playing rubbish, you know. Yes. And I, I will accept that in the last couple of games, he's, he's been more of his old self. You know, look at the... Look at the Goalie scored and the goalie nearly scored. I mean, yeah, amazing. Like, you know, cup final revisited. Uh, but he's been given that freedom maybe to, to attack more now. Uh, but you look at, I mean, Burnley have gone down and they are flying. They're probably going to come straight back up. You won't get down admitting it, but they'll probably come straight back up. There's no guarantee. Unless you unless you wear yellow and green and, and a base in East Anglia, there's no chance, there's no guarantee that you're going to go down and come back up every season. So if we go down, we could be down there for two or three seasons. If Telemann stays and he is, let's be honest with you, when he is on form, he is the best player we've got. Yeah. And, well, you know, and he could that. be the difference between us staying up and going down. Yeah, he, he, he could be.
3: Um, you'd like to think that doesn't become an equation in a few more months' time. You'd like mm-hmm. to think that maybe we're two to four points clear. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but it's it's a lot with how tight things are at the moment. You know, come come the World Cup, and if you're in that situation, you'd like to think it doesn't come down to whether he's, you know, we're 16th. We need him to stay because we need him to do well. Sort of like what West Brom did with Johnny Evans. We need you to stay because if you can keep yeah. us up, it's going to be worth it. Sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but you know, in, you know, the only time will tell. Again, you'd like to think that after the World Cup, it'd be a little bit more smooth sailing. Leicester would gradually got the table, and even if we finished 12th this season, it was just one of them seasons where we just never really got going. Yeah, we'd um, still be Premier League, and we we could rebuild the team again and add well, not rebuild, but add to the team better if Brendan is able able to next season. But that's that's something that only hindsight will tell us.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Talking of hindsight, um, Danny Ward. I mean, it was always going to take time as Casper had legendary status here. Danny is starting to relax more. He's only going to get better. You know my thoughts on Ward. I said at the start of the season I wanted to sell Casper and promote Ward. I think, unfortunately, he suffered because Casper was so good. Casper just never got injured. (laughs) He never Mm. needed to come in and actually play many you know, Premier, well, no Premier League games. Let's be honest. Now, that is very rare that that happens. But you know, like you, you you're a lover of Ward as well. Um, he's, he's to my mind, he's going to be better than Casper was at the end of his career.
3: That 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 may be something of a bit of a stretch, but you never know. It is also possible. He's great for. Uh... Is, well, I mean,
1: what, what, I, what I mean is, is like, he's not necessarily going to be better than Casper was winning the Premier League FA Cup Casper. But the Casper yeah, his yeah. last season, he could yeah. be better than that, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he can yeah. definitely be better than him. And, and again, we, we, we talk on this
3: a lot. Every, every player is different. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, and we've already talked on one of them. That Ward does a lot better than Casper didn't. That was claiming corners mm. um, with a bit more confidence. He, I know Casper could claim corners, not saying he didn't, but sometimes he got a little bit bullied. I know for a goalkeeper he was down with his height, wasn't he? Like his dad, but he and he compensated yeah. that by able to spread himself. Now, you know Casper was a better reaction keeper, you would say, but Danny Ward can keep the fucking ball in play when he distributes it with his hands yeah. or his hands. Yeah, you know, and then, let's face it. As much as we all love Casper, he's exactly right every word he said. Brendan, in this press conference, he used to frustrate the shit at me when when he'd kick it because he just knew ah oh, the ball was going to get a touch.
1: Yeah. yeah, oh, totally. He he, I don't think you're ever going to get well if you're not going to do it by now. You're never going to get that out of him. He just could not kick a straight ball, you know. No, um,
3: no. And, and to be fair, Danny Ward, Danny Ward, warranted getting paid because when he paid for us. He never let us down no,
1: no, in the
3: cup did. games, and he played Premier League opposition in the cup. Let's not remember that. It wasn't Shrewsbury Town or Stockport County, wherever it was we just played, when we wanted a, like a 20 year old to suddenly deputise for keeping a clean sheet from two shots. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love Everson, but we need to give him six, seven years, like let Ward have his time and then look yes. to the future for him. But yeah, he no, said. Of- really
1: He's settled down, he's looking good, isn't he? So that's he is. that's what we need. He, he can only go one way. Um Ricardo will be back in January. We, we kind of knew that anyway. Uh it'll be like having a new sign in when he comes back, and that will give Brendan a couple of headaches. Uh I would like to think, to be honest with you, that and he's played in that role that you know, this right right wing problem we've got, I think Ricardo, you know, could easily slip into that. But we'll see when he gets back. What I want to just end on now is uh, the psychological impact they've got here of being in the bottom three for the World Cup. I felt so good when we when we got out of the bottom three, and thanks to to, to Liverpool and 2 to Job Doug knows how I feel about this. Uh, he Liverpool couldn't do it. Leeds got out. We're back in the bottom three. It's just if we are in that bottom three for five weeks, it's going to be for the World Cup, you know, when the last game, etc. I don't want to be looking at that for five weeks. No, but I just won't look at it. It's all a preference, people. You can't
3: help it. You know it. Mm. I know, I know now we're starting 17th, but I haven't bothered looking at the table because I'd, I'd rather now look at the perspective, different perspective and go for form. And right mm. now on form, Leicester have, Loss two, draw one, won three. It's a pretty decent return compared to what they were, they've done beforehand, yeah. which is one draw and like five losses.
2: Totally. And
3: yes, I know Leeds have had a, a, a WTF, but it seems like tis the season to be given for Liverpool because Forrest also got that. And look what happened mm. to them. They got hammered, didn't they, by yeah. Arsenal. Um
1: i would certainly, certainly be playing the red half of Liverpool on Saturday rather than the blue half at the moment.
3: Well, yeah, but Liverpool are one of them dodgy sides, aren't they? Because they have such terrible performances. They play a Sunday league Scottish side and think they're awesome again and then lose again. So you don't know what yeah. Liverpool's going to turn up. Um, yeah. I'm confident of us beating these, um, beating Everton. Sorry, James, you know that's going to come from me. More because of my belief with your manager, I think... It just reminds me so much of that 2000s team. Great squad on paper. I'm not going to lie. There's some good talent there. But this guy just don't know how to manage them. He proved that at Leeds. He bottled so many playoffs with Derby.
1: or With the squad he's got at Everton, like you could say with Leicester, exactly the same. Both teams should be doing better with the squad of players they've got. Yes, he will be three jobs, James, if he doesn't beat Derby in the (laughs) Caraboo Cup. And for my sins, I'm doing the watch along for that as well. I am i am i know. I'm a glutton for punishment. I'm also coming up not this weekend, but next weekend on the Sunday. I'm going to be doing a a watch along for the Lancashire Derby. Burnley hosting Blackburn. It's the first time they've hosted them in quite a few years. Dan isn't doing one, he's off to the game, so I'll be doing a uh, watch-along for Burnley Blackburn. It'd be nice to do one where I'm not really too bothered which team wins, you know. Um, And we've got a new show on Mondays. Um, We we, we had two shows on Monday, which was the EPL Review, uh, and that's coming back on Mondays. Hopefully, if Luke can ever get a <laughs> sorted out. Uh, but Dave Stroke Harry is joining in on that one and as a regular get, as a regular guest on the Monday. And Monday night, the 9 o'clock WSL show, unfortunately, is going to be no more. Uh, it just wasn't getting sort of the views and the reactions that, that, that I hoped it would. And it's going to be replaced with this. Football fans, the rivals. Two fans, two teams, one sport. Leicester City and Nottingham Forest. Now, whether this is going to be a good idea or not, I don't know. But two fans from the rival teams in a chat together on a regular basis giving each other hell. That could be interesting to see where that goes. It, uh, I'm not I'm not sure where it's going, to be honest with you. Um, i tell you what, I know where Brad's going. He's going to be going to his channel at nine o'clock. What are you doing, Brad?
3: I am doing top ten 10- uh top ten all time Premier League defenders. Uh it'll be with my co-host Dan and other co-host Anthony. Uh it's it's um it's gonna be an interesting one. We're doing defenders, like I said, Premier League Defenders all time. I'll be giving my top ten, but it is really it's Dan versus um Anthony. So if you want to get involved, come get involved. Um I'll be deciding who I think's done a better job of their top ten. Will it be Dan? Will it be Anthony? um so yeah that's tonight at nine um come over give us a watch get involved let me know your top tens even if it's a minute and you want to get back to chris's show because i know you've got one at nine as well chris yeah or just pop in drop your top tens and vamoose that's fine by me
1: if you stop around and come back and catch up with chris either way it's that, fine that is at, watch. uh that is top 10 battles Top 10 battles yes, on YouTube. Uh, watch one, record the other and go back to Or watch one and save the other and go back to it, I should say. Or um, split,
3: split screen. That's
1: like we said, Chris. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, you better have Frank Sinclair in there somewhere as one of your, your defenders. <laughs> um, always good for a goal. Unfortunately, not always in the right net. Terry says, please, please get that Mr Mollo chap on from Forest. I would love it. It's not, it's not actually because he's a wanker. That's <laughs> the end of it. He, he, he is, I've seen him, I've seen him in action. It's Dave that's coming on. He did the quiz show. Uh, he did our preview with Forrest. i tell you what, he is probably the most sensible Forest guy, fan that I've ever, ever met. Uh, but it's going to be Interesting. It will be see, I'm sure we're gonna to have to sort of edit one or two of the comments to put in the chat. But that starts yes, that starts cool. Monday night at nine. We're gonna do it for a couple of weeks pre-the world cup, see how it goes. It's a shame about the WSL review show, but it as I say it just wasn't working. But hopefully, we'll still be doing some watch alongs for them as we go through the season. Brad, thank you very much. sir. link is in the description below on YouTube. Good luck with the show and um. I can't, I'm trying to think. Um, You've got to have a Steve Walsh in there, haven't you? We will see. Well, we are allowed one club honourable mention.
3: Will it be Steve Walsh? Will it be Jerry Taggart? Will it be Matt Elliott? Will it be Johnny Evans? There's only one way you'll
1: find out. (laughs) I do want it, but it won't be Wesley
3: Fofana. (laughs) No, 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 there's, there's not a rat mention in this video. But no, there's only one way you'll find out, guys, either watching live or catching...
1: Catching up with us afterwards. Yeah. So yeah. We, we that, don't that, often don't like, we don't often clash, and we're not we're not trying to clash. We like like the BBC no. and, and ITV, EastEnders and Coronation Street. We we try to, but I know, and but, uh... I
3: know. Doug, Doug, Doug said to me, I seem to always miss miss uh, miss the shows, and I I was going to put that because Liverpool the in the Champions League. Once once that's finished, I'm sure he'll catch it. But I decided to to low blow my uh, co host and say blame Burnley for playing the midweeks. Yeah Because they, they, they are always Nine o'clock guys They are always Nine o'clock They are usually Wednesdays But because of Bloody Dan's fiction this I've had to move Some to Thursdays But the time and Date is usually Wednesdays
1: Yeah Um. If you do I don't think I'm uh, I think next Wednesday If you need Anybody Although if you're Stuck in with the Two people that Are doing Oh no Hang on What's happening Next Wednesday uh, No I'm doing The Liverpool Derby watch Along next Wednesday so
3: so you can't alright that's that's be a problem. Still, I, yeah well I still want to do Craig's pick and mix quiz so I'll have to do something to arrange it one week where i of course you want to yes yes indeed yeah because I like um, humiliating yeah. myself on
1: quizzes so why not why I why, 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 think this one I can not lose can I I can only don't.
3: beat myself
1: that's you all can I can come, do you, you can come bottom but you can't technically lose Um exactly Please, please, if you haven't seen it yet, last night's quiz, it was the home or away version of the quiz, it was Carl the Leeds fan versus Craig the Bournemouth fan, and Mm. i tell you what, Jurgen Klopp has got absolutely nothing on Craig. I
3: know, right,
1: Craig wrote the book on it. (laughs) Yeah, and if you want to know anything about managers and their dogs, Craig is your man. But. uh, I have put a clip on Facebook. I have put a clip on YouTube. And I thank you very much for sorting, you know, our friend out, 69.xxx.funout. Uh, but the clip is on YouTube. It is really funny. And I don't know how Craig's still talking to me. Brad, good luck with the show tonight. And uh, we will speak well at the weekend for the post-match and possibly tactics. Yes,
3: yes, we will. Uh, we'll be talking about Leicester winning, hopefully. Another win for Leicester and get that of course we well.
1: Sorry, James, but your boys are going to get one hell of a beating. He's going to clip that now and save it, isn't he? All the yeah, best, mate. Yeah. Enjoy your show later. Too late, mate. Cheers. Great. Cheers, thank you. So, top ten battles, nine o'clock. Uh, you've got a choice. A choice of viewing, as the BBC would say, you can watch that and come back and catch up with the um, preview, or you can watch the Everton preview on, on LTID one. We should call Brad's channel LTID two, shouldn't we? Uh LTID one is going to be the Everton preview with uh, with Wellsby at nine o'clock. Um, looking at teams, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. you know the normal stuff on the preview. Looking forward to that. It'll be my third show of the night. I need to go and refresh my voice. Thank you for watching, guys. Thank you for joining in. Thanks to Terry. Thanks to James for being in the chat. Really do appreciate it. Spencer as well. But anybody else who I haven't mentioned, and if you've been listening to it on Catch Up on the podcast, I will thank you for lending me your ears. You can have them back. I will see you in about 56 minutes. And don't forget Monday nights. We're going to be doing this. It's going to be a laugh. It's going to be fun. It's gonna be chaotic. I will see you in lower oh, 50 odd minutes. Thanks for watching. Take care. Goodbye now. All,
2: folks.
0: Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye, and see you next time. Leicester till I die. TV. They think it's all over. It is now.
1: Sports, social, podcast network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automatic delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Uh, Participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.